Welcome to the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the technical marketing manager for Autodesk Inventor, and this is episode number six, being recorded November 19th, 2006. In this episode, we're going to start out with some news items. I've got a couple of events that I want to talk about. We've got a technology preview, which I'm excited to talk a little bit about. I've got a tutorial, and then I've got a couple of tips and tricks that uh, we'll cover. So with that, let's jump right into the news. I've got a couple of news items that I wanted to cover. The first one, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Inventor of the Month. Each month we have an Inventor of the Month, and for the month of October, I was really excited to see that Marin Bikes was uh, the Inventor of the Month. Growing up in, in the Rocky Mountain Range, I did a lot of mountain biking and still do a fair amount in the Northwest, so I'm very familiar with Marin and the bikes that they make. It's exciting to see that Inventor is making some really great products out there that, uh, that I'm interested in. And the, there's an article in the manufacturing community that talks a little bit about their story with, uh, you know, this, this last year they significantly in, increased the number of products that they've made. Uh, in previous years they would, they would have a couple of products each year. And uh, this year the 2000 catalog line will include 24 new products. And a lot of that is due to Inventor and them being able to get these products to manufacturing much faster. So if you get a chance, definitely go to the community portal, take a look at it, and you can also go to their website at www.marinbikes.com, and that's M-A-R-I-N-B-I-K-E-S.com. The next news piece I have is on functional design. It was uh, written by Jeffrey Rowe, November 2nd, from Catalyst Manufacturing. And this article talks a bit about functional design. Those of you that have used Inventor a little while, and you've probably heard functional design, wondering exactly what it is, uh, this is a, a really great article that talks a little bit about what functional design is, where it can be found in Inventor, kind of the strategy, and it's a, it's a really nice article. So if you get a chance, it's, it's definitely worth taking a look at and probably even surprise you to see some of the functionality that's in Inventor that you may not have, have known about in the past. So let's move on to the next segment. We've got a handful of events that I wanted to go over. Um, the first one is Autodesk University. The last couple of podcasts I've, I've made mention of this, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this. But it's right around the corner, and uh, we're wildly working away at trying to get that all put together. So uh, it's, it's going to be November 28th through December 1st. So probably by the time uh, you've downloaded this podcast, it's, either, it's uh, probably about ready to start or going on. Um, we're pretty excited about that. We've got some great classes lined up. I'm going to do a couple of classes, one on creating presentations and renderings and things like that. And then uh, we're also going to put on a, a, uh, a class on Inventor Beta, the 2008. So we're going to talk about a lot of the new functionality. So we're pretty excited about those classes. Our next event is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's put on by InCat. And that's going to be November 28th at 1130. So they have, uh, looks like they're, they have a deadline for registration on the 26th. So if you're interested in that, make sure you sign up for it. And uh, they have great user group meetings. So if you're in the area, it's definitely a great one to attend. The next item that I have is uh, Inventor Hands-On Test Drive. That's going to be in Santa Clara, California. And that's going to be November 30th starting at 10 o'clock. So uh, on each of these items, I'm going to put them in the show notes. So they're all in the, manu- in the manufacturing community. So you can go to the portal and do a search and, and uh, find them in there. But I will also have each of these in, in the show notes. So you can just go and click on it, and, and it'll take you right to it. Um, but anyway, this is a, a nice little test drive to, to learn about Inventor and, and kind of navigate around it. 
This is put on by ID8, and again, that's Santa Clara, California. The last event that I have is a it's an it's a free Friday workshop, and this is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and this is going to be December 8th, and it uh, looks like the registration deadline on this is uh, December 7th. So if, if you're in uh, the Oklahoma area and you're interested in going to an Inventor Free Friday workshop, this, uh, this should be a great experience and it's put on by CAD Vision. So those are a couple of events in different areas. And again, as I mentioned in each podcast, there are literally hundreds of different events all over the U.S. And uh, we also have different events outside of the U.S. in the manufacturing portal. So if you're interested, go out and take a look at it. I'll have a link in the show notes and you'll be able to put in your area the different type of events you're interested in seeing and it'll show you those those uh, various events. So the next section I'm going to talk about a technology preview. We invited Ralph Grabowski. He's an editor for the manufacturing community and we invited him to our Portland office to take a look at some new technology that we're working on and I wanted to share that with you guys. So he actually, I've uh, in the show notes I have a link to an article he wrote on the technology preview that uh, it's it's an interesting article. It talks a little bit about him meeting Buzz Cross. He's the VP of the manufacturing division. Uh, he went out to, to dinner with him and got to drive his Corvette around a little bit. And then he also met Jim White from our data management team and uh, talked to him a little bit about data management. Uh, he also talked to Sam Antos, one of our prod, uh, inventor product managers, and uh, talked to him about some of the new things coming out and also talked a little bit with uh, myself and Amy Bunzel about some new technology that I'm going to get into. So it's a nice article. He talks a bit about uh, his his uh, meeting here and some things that he learned. So if you get a chance, it's definitely nice to go out and take a look at that. But uh, let's get into the technology preview and talk a little bit about some, some new things that we're working on. So we've been working on a project the last couple of years called DWG True Connect. And it allows us to bring 2D and 3D together in a way that nobody's really done it in the past. And, you know, many of our users that we've talked to still have a lot of AutoCAD files around their, you know, they oftentimes are, uh, they'll fire up AutoCAD, look around for a DWG file that they want to possibly get information off of or plot it, open it up, get the information, close it back down, and then go back to Inventor. So we wanted to make this a much easier approach that they could, right from Inventor, be able to open up the DWG file, view it, plot it, measure it, uh, you know, even take some of the geometry and turn it into a 3D part without ever having to go out to AutoCAD or cut and paste geometry from AutoCAD into Inventor. So that's one of the big things that we've been able to do is now with uh, DWG TrueConnect, we can just open up an AutoCAD file and uh, pull various information, view, plot it, and measure it. Also, another area that I'm really excited about is right from within Inventor, you can now natively save as a DWG file. So Inventor will have template files that are DWG files that instead of using an IDW, you could use a DWG if you choose to. And anytime you create a a new drawing, it would be saved as a DWG and that could be opened up from AutoCAD as well without any translation. There are a couple of really nice things about that. When you open that, that up in AutoCAD, it's 100% fidelity from Inventor, and also you have the ability, you still have your associative drawing view. So if I, in Inventor, if I go in and make some changes to my assembly or part, see the drawing update in Inventor, if you go back to AutoCAD, that drawing is up to date as well. So you still have that associativity with, uh, with your 3D model. So there's some really nice benefits if you're working in an environment where you may have 
AutoCAD and Inventor and you're wanting to, to be able to open and share documents between the different products, this makes it very easy for you to be able to do that. So this is something that I found, you know, in the past I was always, I was always opening up AutoCAD and now I have very few reasons that I need to open it up. I can write from within Inventor, open up my documents, view, plot, and measure, and, uh, and work from there. So that's a pretty exciting piece of it. Some of the powerful things that this will allow us to do is, one, we'll be able to use our existing AutoCAD templates, uh, title blocks, and things like that right in Inventor. So instead of having to recreate your title blocks, your various blocks and symbols and things that you use in AutoCAD, you'll be able to open up that DWG file and use that as an Inventor template. So anytime you start a new drawing, it'll automatically have that information that you can go in, populate the block attributes, be able to pull in various blocks and scale them up or down. So, you know, it really allows for new Inventor users to jump in and be able to really use a lot of the existing data that they have without having to recreate all of that. So it's we're, we're pretty excited about that aspect of it. As we've talked to customers about this new technology, uh, there have been a couple of workflows that has caused a lot of excitement on, on things that they'd be able to do that they haven't been able to do in the past. And I wanted to talk about a couple of those workflows. The first workflow is being able to take an old design that was created in AutoCAD maybe 20 years ago and make changes to it in Inventor. You know, we understand that a lot of the projects or, or a lot of the products that are out in industry are products that have been out there for a while. They still have 2D documentation to do all of the support. And quite often, if there needs to be any changes, in the past, that's all been done in AutoCAD. Even though you may have a, a nice 3D modeler like Inventor that you can do all of the, the nice 3D design, because this is an old design that was initially created in AutoCAD, it's just too expensive to convert everything to 3D, hence going back and making all the changes in 2D. And we really wanted to make it easier to be able to make those changes in 3D and then use that information in your old legacy 2D drawings. So one of the things that you'll be able to do is you know, in, in a case of like a marine crane, you may have a cab that's an old cab. You need to retrofit a new cab on this crane. So instead of going in and doing all of the, the work in AutoCAD, you'd actually be able to open up the drawing in AutoCAD and delete the cab that you no longer wanted. And then in Inventor, you'd be able to go in and, and design a new cab. Be able to take advantage of all of the 2D drawing capabilities so that you could generate a bill of material, put balloons, you know, do all the documentation for the new cab, but you may also want to be able to put that cab back into your old existing 2D drawings. So when uh, when a DWG file is saved now in Inventor, just you know, if you start out with a DWG template, do all of your documentation. When you save that, it automatically saves blocks of all the drawing views. So the nice thing about that is when you go back to AutoCAD, you'll be able to pull in a block of that cab right into your drawing scale it up or scale it down if you need to and have it right in place without having to go in and do a, a bunch of extra work. So you're able to leverage your, your 3D tool to do all of the design and then you're able to share that 2D information back to your old legacy system. So it's the best of both worlds of being able to just keep it 2D instead of having to do a, a huge migration into 3D and, uh, and just work on 3D where it makes sense. So we've gen there, there's been a lot of excitement around that and then that also kind of pulls us into the next one, being able to communicate with a single file. Now we're able to open up DWG files in Inventor without translation, and we're able to open up Inventor 
DWG files in AutoCAD without translation, it really opens many doors. Uh, now we'll be able to create information in Inventor, uh, such as you may have an assembly that has multiple hydraulic cylinders, and you want to put a schematic for those cylinders in the drawing. Well, in the past, you would basically have two different drawings for that typically because a lot of the schematic information would be done in AutoCAD. So now you'll be able to create the inventor data, create drawings for it, open up that drawing in AutoCAD. You could then create or place a block of the AutoCAD schematic data in the same inventor drawing and then be able to have multiple pieces of information in that one DWG file. You know, if you're using Vault, that's great, because instead of having to manage multiple files, you're able to do it all from one file. And then it also makes it much easier as you're passing information around an organization that may work in an environment where you have 2D AutoCAD and 3D Inventor, you're able to really share things back and forth without having a lot of extra documentation out there. Each of these workflows that we've talked about, I have videos that are created and posted that I'll, I'll put some links in the show notes so you can get a good idea of kind of the workflow, how this how it would go about this, and, uh, and be able to see maybe areas that this would be beneficial for you and your organization. So something that we're pretty excited about. Stay tuned for more information. It was great for us to be able to share this with Ralph Grabowski, and uh, if you go out to the link that I have on this, you'll be able to read his comments on the DWG True Connect, as well as some of the other other things from his visit. So. Uh, definitely take a look. There are a number of things that you can go out and read a little bit more information and see the videos and things on this. Let's jump into our final section of the podcast. It's tips and tricks. I've got three different tips and tricks that I want to talk about. The first one comes from Avitech. Uh, Eric Kurek talked a little bit about drawing for dough, and this is actually part two uh, the second part of a two-part series, or maybe there's more to come, but so far he has part one and part two and you can get uh, the link to uh, part one on this link as well. So this was, uh, he put this together November 7th out on, on Catalyst. And he talks about some drawing capabilities, you know, such as editing your sheet, and then also when you create section views, that you can lock down your section line or you can leave it unconstrained so that you can drag it around. And has some some pretty nice little tips on that. So. If you do a lot of drawings, this may be a tip that, that you can go out and take a look at. And again, this will be in the show notes. You can, if, if you want to find some of these things, you can also Google them. If you, if you do a Google for Drawing for Dough Part 2, it should come up with the right results. And again, it's from Avitech Eric Kurek. So the next one that I want to talk about is a video that I found on YouTube. And the, the last couple of episodes, I've mentioned YouTube a little bit here and there, and I've actually noticed a little bit more traffic as far as people posting videos out there. So that's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm glad to see that. And one of, the, one of them that uh, popped up was a video put on by the CAD leader, uh, CADlearning.com. And this one was creating drawing threads in Autodesk Inventor. So if you go to YouTube and you just type in Autodesk Inventor, you'll actually come up with a handful of videos, but you can also look for uh, drawing threads in Autodesk Inventor. So what this tutorial shows is uh, taking a cylindrical object, using the thread option in Inventor and being able to place threads, uh, being able to specify what end of the cylinder the thread is shown up, offsetting it from one face, and it's about a five-minute video, so it's a pretty interesting little video. 
if you've used threads before, you know, threads can be pretty self-explanatory. If you've used them, it may not have it may not be of great interest to you. If you really haven't seen what you can do with the threads, this is a, a great little video to go through and see some of the options that you have. Some of the things that you can do with it, you know, it works on the outside of a cylindrical object, or if you have a, uh, a circle that you've extruded, you didn't use a hole feature and you wanted to put a thread in there anyway, you can go in with the thread feature and, and do that. So it's, it's a pretty nice little video. Go out and take a look at it, and also there are a number of other ones out on YouTube if you haven't seen them to, uh, to take a look at. And then the last one I'm going to talk about is uh, making it adaptive, and this is actually one that I put together a week or so back. I had uh, I received an email wondering how you could create a spring or a billow adaptive in an assembly. Somebody had seen it somewhere and wanted to be able to do that. So I put together a, a little, basically a, a little step-by-step uh, -step on how to do this. And maybe not exactly step-by-step, -step, but talked a little bit about what adaptivity is, how you would go about doing something like this. I show some images of the sketch that you would need to set up for a billow. Uh, one of the, the key things in here is when you're creating dimensions, you can make a, a dimension a driven dimension. And one thing that I use quite often when I'm making something like a spring or a billow adaptive is I'll dimension the overall length or the angle with uh, a driven angle dimension and then I'll reference that to another dimension so that they're they're not tied down to any specific value but they're equal to one another and I found a number of areas where that's really powerful for me and that's one of the key things with making the adaptive spring or the billow in here so anyway this particular tutorial I, I have a uh, little GIF animated GIF file that you can see it and then there's also a link that you can click on it on the a zip file and download it and take a look at this small little assembly if you have questions on how to do it and uh, it's, it's uh, a great little example of adaptivity. You know, one, one disclaimer, adap adaptivity is not for everything. You know, if you have a big assembly and you have 50 parts that are adaptive, your performance will suffer because it's always trying to, you know, it's going to look out at those parts and be updating them as things change. It's great for conceptual design and it's great for some components. You may have a sheet metal case or a billow or a spring or something that you need to see it update as changes happen in your your assembly those kinds of things adaptivity works really great for um, other examples you know you may just want to use parameters and driven components and, and things like that where uh, it's not always having to go out and update so you know there are great cases for adaptivity but you know I, I would hate to see somebody go out and just start making everything adaptive but uh, take a look at this. It's a, a nice little example of making things adaptive. If you're not familiar with adaptive, uh, it'll give you an idea of some things that you can do with it. So anyway, that's winding up podcast episode number six. If you have feedback or comments that you'd like to add or, or uh, give us, definitely email them to me at inventor.blog.feedback at autodesk.com. And uh, you know, feel free if you have things that you'd like to see in here that aren't in here things that I've talked about in the past that maybe aren't in some of the later episodes. You know, we're always looking for feedback. We're still pretty pretty young with the podcast, trying to see what, what everybody likes to hear and, and us to talk about. So, you know, feedback is greatly appreciated. Throw us a line, and hopefully you guys had a good time, and maybe we'll see some of you at AU. If, if you are attending AU, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear who's going to be there and, and meet people that, uh, that will be there that uh, are from the industry. So, Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. 
One last thing I'd like to add, if you're interested in becoming a beta participant, there is a live beta available now for Autodesk Inventor. So if you'd like to go out to, uh, to my feedback portal, you can get there at myfeedback.autodesk.com and sign up to become a beta participant. From there, you'll be able to download the software and uh, run the latest beta build. Give us your feedback and various information and, and uh, enjoy some of the new stuff out. So hopefully enjoy that. And uh, again, hopefully enjoy the podcast and we'll catch you next time. Thanks.